We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Final hour of the big program. Go to our Twitter feeds, at Pete Medhurst, at WrestleMania621. And looky, looky, what just arrived for us. Love it. Little black raspberry chocolate chip. Going in the car with me to Morgantown as soon as I leave this domicile today. Woo! Yes, sir. How about that? You better make sure you bring a spoon. Uh, so our guy, Jeff, in Vienna, uh, who you can follow on Twitter, at Natty Bow, N-A-T-T-Y-B-O-H, who is just one of the good salt-of-the-earth type people uh, and who, again, uh, won the producer of the day bidding uh, for Best Buddies, which we appreciate very much. Uh, And so he'll be replacing uh, Matt Essig. uh, And (laughs) for his birthday last week, for his birthday last week, he wanted to deliver us a cooler full of Grater's ice cream. Uh, And uh, you guys have talked about Grater's ice cream from your trips to Cincinnati. I've never really mm-hmm. been uh, to Cincinnati. So he just delivered an entire cooler with dry ice. And what is there, like six quarts or pints or whatever whatever the hell six they're called? Six pints of ice cream. Six pints of ice cream. And including Buckeye Blitz, man. For all Bobby the, Carpenter, for Buckeye all, Blitz. For all the blitzing that Ohio State didn't do against Michigan as they got trampled and still somehow made it back into the college football playoff. Well, it's what happens if that's your only loss of the year. It keeps you in contention. It helps. And everybody else loses. It helps. If USC wouldn't have lost, Ohio State wouldn't be uh, in. That is, that is absolutely Pretty, pretty true. simple formula. You that win is, and you're in. You ab- lose, you're out. Absolutely true. So anyway, thank that's you. how to, sports works. Thank you to Jeff for uh, obviously the uh, extreme generosity and kindness and, and what have you. Uh, and uh, for all the calls and uh, listening all the time and all that stuff. Um, you're going to take the, what did you say, the... Um, I mean, there's black bourbon pecan, raspberry, there's Black raspberry dough. chocolate chip. Okay. That's what I had. When black I, raspberry chocolate chip. That's what chip. I had at uh, the Montgomery Inn when we played in Cincinnati okay. uh, or back in November. Black raspberry it chocolate was chip. That's a weird combination. Righteous. Uh, they have cookie dough chocolate chip. They have uh, bourbon pecan, which sounds amazing. Uh, they have the Buckeye Blitz. Uh, I can't see what else they have in my pictures. But anyway, uh, I, I'm sure they're available online and all that stuff. And uh, and Jeff is uh, so kind. Also, uh, while just real quick, while we're throwing shouts out, uh, and again, we appreciate everybody. You don't have to send us food <laughs> to get a shout out. Uh, we're nice guys. We don't bite. Uh, Want to send a belated birthday wish to our guy, Ross Rudder. 
uh, from two days ago. I think I, I, I know, you know, I, I texted him when I realized it was his birthday. I forgot to mention it on the air yesterday, I believe. I guess it was on Monday. I think it was on Monday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a Facebook exchange. As everyone knows, I don't want to get too deep into it. Ross going through, uh, his wife's going through a very difficult medical, um, you know, situation. So we're always thinking about uh, Ross and his family and his wife and uh, wishing the very best for them. Uh, and again, that's, you know, not a great way to have to spend your birthday, but most importantly, you know, those that you love and those that are your family, you take care of them. You do everything. I was watching uh, the Jimmy Valvano stuff last night after the Maryland game on ESPN. They ran back a bunch of the famous speeches from, you know, Stuart Scott and of course Dick, uh, you know, Dick Vitale now, and 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 of course Jim Valvano around the game. And Jim Kelly and Jim Kelly was talking about how his how his girl uh, his daughter Aaron Kelly would come in and you know never would be like oh I don't want to be here what love the people you're with treat them as good as you can do whatever you can try and do it with a smile because they need you and they need your love and comfort and support more than you ever know so you know Ross is an amazing amazing person amazing dad. Uh, husband, all that. We're wishing the very best for that family, especially around the holidays. Uh, we're going to try and figure out, you know, some way to help uh, them a little bit. Um, and then also want to send another quick shout out to our guy, Tailgate Ted, uh, who uh, recently underwent, uh, you know, some medical stuff. I, again, don't want to, you know, go too far, uh, but just thinking about him, wishing him the best. And, uh, he he quipped to me on on uh, uh, on text the other day. He said, "Well, I, I scheduled it for the bye week." Well, I, 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 smart. You know, I, I was just thinking, Ted, like it's just Ted to schedule something for the bye week because he doesn't have to cook and he doesn't have to go to a game this Sunday. I, I made sure that my melanoma surgery was when the Nationals were on the road and when That's I had true. you know right. no. Potential for anything going right. on there a couple right. of years ago. Well, so. but that, but that's a, I mean, that's a little bit different. I mean, that's part of your, you know, I mean, that's part of your job. That's you know, like like Ted doesn't work for you know, I I mean, you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, and especially does, because we were doing the shows from home. I think was it? I don't even know. Was it next day? I might have been doing the show next day, or if not, it was definitely yeah, the I day think after. You were maybe gone so, for like a day and a half, two yeah, days, or whatever so, it was. Anyway, you know. just want to send a quick shout out uh, to those guys, uh, and again, thanks to Jeff in Vienna for all the delicious ice cream, uh, and we appreciate it very much. By the way, you want to be Ross and hope yeah, tailgate Ted is feeling. You, you want to be old for a minute? Yeah, Larry. Well, Bur- I, I Larry, feel very Larry old. Bird is sixty six. Sixty six. Larry Bird. Hmm. A I mean, hick from French Lick, right? Do you agree with Roy and Brunswick that of all the injuries right now, the most important is Benjamin St. Juiced going into this Giants game coming up? No. Which one? I, I was thinking about this. I, I think it's a great point, and certainly Christian Holmes got picked on a little bit on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Against a pedestrian Giants attack. The move that Isaiah Hodgins made on him was sick. Well, Isaiah Hodgins really ran a couple of really good routes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, I, was I, like, I, right. it was like, if you're teaching it, right. that's how you teach it. The Darius Slayton one, the 55-yarder, which really ignited the Giants and got them back. It was 10-3, and it got them to quickly to 10-10. 
Like, I still contend that that was more offensive pass interference than it was bad coverage by Christian It was 100% pass interference. He absolutely extends the arm and shoves him out of the way. So I don't think Christian Holmes played as poorly as a lot of people on Twitter, for whatever that's worth, and even some reporters that I saw. So I, But I I do think, listen, I'm not a dum-dum. Well, I pride myself often on not being a dum-dum. Sometimes I'm a dum-dum. I'm not, I'm not dumb enough to think that Benjamin St. Juice can't really help this team. And a- absolutely, I hope he's ready to go. And, I, I, I mean, he's missed the last two games plus the bye week, all that. But with the loss of Tyler Larson, I think that center position against Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, the kid you keep mentioning, uh, I'm sure they're going to run Ellis. some. Yeah, Keith Ellis. I'm sure they're going to run some loops and some stunts and try maybe some double A gap blitzes. If you're looking at Tyler, uh, uh, not Tyler Larson. If you're looking at Nick Martin, Nick Martin. If you're looking at Wes Martin being called up. Quite honestly, even if it's Wes Schweitzer, while I trust Wes Schweitzer more than I trust Nick Martin, Wes Schweitzer wasn't very good at center either this year. He's not a natural center. He can do it. He wasn't good at snapping. He wasn't good at protecting. He got ambushed a couple of times in that Philadelphia Week 3 game. I think center is going to be... I don't want to say it's going to cripple this team, but I think it's going to be a real big problem, whoever plays there, and whatever the solution is, and I think it's going to hurt this team more than people realize. I don't know if they're going to be able to run up the middle... And if you can largely only successfully run to the edges, teams are going to figure out and make adjustments to that, especially good defenses. And I would say the Giants are a fairly good defense, and San Francisco's a really good defense. And we know Dallas is a really good defense. And Cleveland is somewhere in between. Well, not only, and, and not only, especially with what Dallas does in moving personnel around. Yes. You don't think they're going to line up? Parsons between the center and the guard a couple of times and dare you to block him. Oh, absolutely. So that's, you know, that's the the problem you run into. You're hoping maybe you get your guards back to health by that time. Maybe you hope the game doesn't mean anything. So Dallas doesn't play a lot of their first teamers for Uh, the most part. That would probably be the thing you hope for most, right? You want yeah. you want Dallas to be in a position where they can't improve right. their position at all. But we won't know that until that week. No, exactly. So you can't plan, oh, that game won't mean something for sure. them. Sure. So um, that's and that's the problem when you look ahead. Each team, we just saw the Giants. Frisco's got a great D. Cleveland's got Miles Garrett. And Dallas, of course, has as good a pass rush as anybody. In the National Football League. So would you agree with my stance that the loss of Tyler Larson is arguably or definitively more important than the recovery and a re-addition of Benjamin St. Juice? Yes, because the offenses, fortunately, that you face over the next couple of weeks... Somewhat pedestrian. ...are somewhat pedestrian by nature... Uh, obviously, Dallas has Lamb, Gallup. They can do some things against you if you don't have your top guys on the outside. But again, that game could potentially not mean as much, which maybe limits limits the concern of not having St. Juiced, at least based on who you're playing. 
and against the defenses you're playing instead, you need to have as many of your good offensive linemen, I believe, going into this game uh, as you have to have. Because if you don't, if, if this team can't run, Chris, they can't win. It's real simple. It's not like Tom Brady when he had Leonard Fournette hurt and stuff like that, you know, in New England where they didn't run the ball uh, much, you know, but they could throw the ball, you know, 40, 45 times a game. You know, you've got a situation if, if Minnesota, if they take away Dalvin Cook, Kirk can go upstairs. He's got a great tight end now. He's got two really good wide receivers. So you can you can make some hay. Jalen Hurts, same thing in Philadelphia now. Jalen Hurts can go beat you with Devontae Smith. He can beat you with A.J. Brown. They can beat you at tight end. They can beat you throwing to running backs. They, if, you, if you put eight in the box trying to stop their potent running game, Jalen Hurts can now beat you in the passing game. Mahomes can beat you with no running game. Doesn't have to have a running game. No Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, no Isaiah Pacheco. Jarek McKinnon doesn't matter. Mahomes can go beat you. Josh Allen can do the same thing. He hadn't really had a strong running game in Buffalo outside of himself the whole time he's been there. He can beat you with his arm. Washington's not going to beat you if they've got to go exclusively pass, you know, 65-35 pass to run in a game. Not beating you. Not No chance. I wouldn't say no chance. That you never say never. You no never say never. Chance. But it's a ninety percent chance you're going to struggle offensively if that's the way you have to game plan and can't run the football. Our pal Doctor Sabah would probably say, "Guys, guys, guys." No, because I think even she's come around to realize there are some shortcomings in the skill set. She's even realized that. Know. Where she gets but, but offended, she, she likes, where she gets offended is when somebody of a higher profile does the exact same yeah. thing that her guy and does, and then doesn't get blamed and doesn't get the okay. same criticism. Here's the thing: I've seen that on Twitter from a lot of people, more than Doctor Sabah. Mm-hmm. Like people, you 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 cannot be this confused. I'm just gonna say it like that because I, I want to be nice. You can't be this confused. There's no comparison between Taylor Heineke and Patrick Mahomes or John Allen, Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Justin Hur- There's or Tua even. There's no... Though Heineke from time to time gives you an off schedule. Yes. Mahomes like well, sidearm fastball okay, for a first but down. what did you just say from time to time? Of course. Nobody is saying that Taylor Heineke can't and doesn't do some good things. Mm-hmm. We point it out every day, every week, every game. But what people don't want to hear is the bad things. They don't want to hear the overthrow, uh, thrown touchdowns back-to-back weeks to Terry McLaurin and Logan. Oh, well, look, that quarterback misses throws too. Yes, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. By the way, if you watch the film of their games this week, and you had to choose one of them, you know who you'd pick? Jared yep. Goff. Well, yes. Jared Goff was absolutely nasty for Detroit but he, that's this a, week. But that's a perfect example right there. Okay? Jared Goff was so inconsistent that the Rams got to a Super Bowl with him, didn't score a touchdown, gave him a four-year contract extension worth like $125 million that didn't even kick in until after they traded him. A year and a half later. Yeah. Did not even kick in. Think about the inconsistency with Jared Goff. It's the same type of thing, although Jared Goff is more talented naturally than Taylor Heineke. 
Nobody says Taylor Heineke is a bad quarter, or nobody should say he's a bad quarterback. But it is absolutely correct to say he's an inconsistent quarterback. One of the things that I'm going to talk about tomorrow, we don't have time to get into it today because Tyler Columbus is going to come up with us, talk about Dion and uh, Russell Wilson and a little bit about uh, locker rooms getting behind a quarterback because he was here during the whole RG3 thing uh, and Kirk Cousins and Colt McCoy and so on and so forth. But one of the things that jumped out to me, like, and again, I I read the quote yesterday um, on the air, but Ron was asked about Carson Wentz on Monday, and he basically said, "No, no, Carson Wentz is the backup now that he's healthy." Or you know, and I'm and I'm kind of paraphrasing, uh, but. when he was asked if there was any temptation of going to Carson Wentz, he said, not necessarily. I think this is who we are. I mean, that's how we play. We're running the ball right now, so on and so forth. So so basically he immediately got off that exit ramp or off on ramp or whatever, and he said, not necessarily. But there is a little bit of temptation there. Why is there a little bit of temptation? Because football coaches understand this. They may be wrong. They may be wrong. And I do believe they would be wrong by going back to Carson Wentz, ultimately, because I don't think Carson Wentz is any good. Well, that's just the thing. That's the thing right there is the alternative is not definitively better than the than right. the current. But but in, but right, but until you go until you find out what the alternative is, you don't always know that until you until you try now now do you fans think, can say you think wait they tried wait hold on yeah do you think what's the one position that coaches rush back more than any Quarterback. other do you think that if they felt definitively that 11 gives them a significantly greater chance to win than four they would have tried to rush him back, and the and the quarterback would be trying to rush himself to get back in the lineup because he wants to play. I thought I thought about that. The only the only thing that I would counter that with is it is different if you have like turf toe or or a sprained toe versus a surgically repaired throw finger on your throwing mm-hmm. hand. That is different. Good point. That is different. Uh, we don't have enough time to get into it today. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow when Pete is not with us. Actually, you'll be with us for a little bit of time tomorrow from Radio Row, Army, Navy, in Philadelphia with Rich DeMarco, right? Yeah, we're going to call you at 1120. Tw- all right, 24 hours from right now. We're going to break now early and come back with Tyler Columbus, who used to play here, won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50 against Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers with the Denver Broncos, was here during the whole Robert mess, obviously a Colorado Buffalo's alum, so he's going to talk about. So you Coach know what Brown. that means, Coach. You know Brown. what that means? They're going to be calling Tyler, looking for some donations. Oh yeah, that's what that means to pay Dion salary. T. Columbus, we need some cash. We go. need to be able to pay Prime. There you go. Rick George says, "I don't have the money right now, but I think I can get it." <laughs> that's a heck of a that's a heck of a promise he made to the coach. Coach, I don't have the money right now, but I think I can get it. It's like Wimpy. I will gladly pay you. How does Colorado not have the money right now? He's lying. They can find it somewhere. I will gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. That's what my guy Wimpy said on Popeye. Give me a little hamburger right now. I'll pay you on Tuesday. 301-230-0980. Tyler Columbus, the former Washington Commanders offensive lineman, joins us next right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get to us. We're here till noon. Burgundy and gold today coming up at that time. Please be joined now by the man that used to strap it up with the boys in the trenches. He's a perfect person to talk about this rest and recovery factor with a short week coming up here for Washington following their rematch with the Giants. Because he was in the trenches. He knows how tough it is. He lived it. He loved it, though. Tyler Columbus joins us. Tyler, Pete, and Chris here in D.C. Appreciate a few minutes, man. How are you? Hey, boys. Always happy to be on with you. What's up, Tyler? My guy. One of my favorite guys that I ever got to cover. Tyler Columbus, a just salt-of-the-earth dude and a hell of a person and a football player as well and a Super Bowl champion to boot. I always like throwing that in. Not many of us can be Super Bowl champions, but Tyler Columbus is. How are you, pal? I'm doing great, Chris. Uh, Appreciate the intro. Uh, Always over the top for me, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. Jonathan Allen and some of the other players have talked about it. Coach Ron Rivera alluded to it as well, Tyler. For an NFL player, especially at this time of the season where we are headed into the final quarter of the campaign where so much football has been played for a football team the rest and recovery factor playing a Sunday night game and then launching for a West Coast game against one of the top defenses if not the top defense in the National Football League how tough is that recovery for the player particularly those in the trenches who we know are just banging it every play uh in the national football league yeah you know i mean the longer the season goes uh the more and more injuries you have it doesn't matter whether it's week one or whether it's week uh, 13 your body hurts uh, and it hurts a lot more the the further the, the the season goes on now fortunately uh if i'm not mistaken here the uh the commanders they got their bye week uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, it's next week, right? Uh, it's this it, week. It, it's this week, and then the game is next Sunday night. And what Pete's kind of referring to is they play the Sunday night game against the Giants, and then they've got to go to San Francisco on Saturday, Christmas yeah. Eve, uh, because yeah. you know because of the holiday. But you know they they got flexed into that Sunday night spot. Yeah, I mean, you know, to get a week uh, a week fourteen by that's ideal. Uh, I I always wanted that. Mm-hmm. I, too many times I got to buy in, you know, week four, or week, week five, four, yeah. and you just feel like you're just starting to get rolling. And uh, number one, you you don't it's not 
so much what's going on physically, but mentally you just haven't hit the wall yet. So the commanders are in great shape. They got, uh, they got good energy going on. Uh, obviously, they, they've turned out to be a pretty tough football team this year. Um, and, and to go into a week where uh, you got, you got to play the Giants, uh, and then you, you got the uh, the short week going on with the 49ers. I think it's pretty ideal to be coming off the bye. Um, before we get to the Colorado Buffaloes and Deion Sanders and all that, you used to love that commute home uh, after night games from FedEx Field, right? <laughs> there was nothing I enjoyed about playing at FedEx Field. <laughs> uh, I uh, living in Ashburn or Leesburg, Virginia, yeah. to uh, uh, traveling to the game and, and getting those night games and, oh. you know, out of the dang parking lot for an hour and a half, and, and you get home at one one thirty in the morning. It felt like every game was a road game yes. out there, and and that's and, and that's part of the problem. Uh, you know, listen, I, I mean, we could sit here and, and bitch and moan about a lot of different things, but that's part of the problem, you know, with the night game and all that stuff. Uh, and one of the reasons we wanted to bring you on, uh, all kidding aside, uh, one of the main things that we want to talk, and by the way, you could listen to Tyler, uh, you know, uh, what are you, afternoon drive right on Altitude uh, Sports Radio in Denver, uh, yeah. two to six? I'm was doing it? middays now, oh, Chris. Okay. Uh, I switched from the afternoon drives. Uh, it's a little bit better for my lifestyle with kids and okay. everything. So gotcha. Middays from 12 to 3 on Altitude 92.5. There you go, which is the home of the Colorado Avalanche, Stanley Cup champion, Denver Nuggets, so on and so forth. Uh, so uh, make sure you check out Tyler. And, of course, you can follow him at Tyler underscore Columbus on uh, Twitter. So you uh, played at the University of Colorado. You are obviously very close to that program. You follow it. You cover it. I know it's been a long, long, long time of frustration, so on and so forth. Uh, the program has fallen on t- And then all of a sudden – you land Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. What I mean, what, what is the feeling now? Is it just unbridled optimism, or is it, well, we're still not sure exactly how this is going to go? Oh, no, this is, uh, this is pure optimism, Chris. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't think there was anything the bus could do to, to ever make me feel excited about the program again. You know, mm. I was born a buff. I was bred a buff. I was always going to be a buff, and I was always going to care about the program. But I honestly thought they were dead forever. Like, there was nothing that was ever going to be able to bring them back. It's been so long. It's been two decades of just terrible football. And so when, when they fired Carl Durrell, uh, I'm saying on a radio show, there's nobody out there that can fix this. Well, I didn't think Deion Sanders was coming. Uh, nobody in their right mind thought that Deion Sanders was coming. And, you know, in today's college football world where, where you've got free agency, which began uh, on Monday, the college football portal opened up, uh, it's the equivalency of free agency. Absolutely, you can turn this thing around in, in a moment's notice. Now, do I think it's realistic for the Bucks to expect to go from one of the worst teams uh, in college football to a, uh, to, to a playoff contender? No, uh, but I would say, you know, in year one for, for Deion Sanders, I realistically expect him to have a top 15 recruiting class. Uh, and, and get a bunch of uh, transfers to come into the program rather than losing uh, players out of the program. And then, you know, maybe it takes a couple of years for, for you to see the wins and losses. Uh, but in year one, you, you should be a bowl team. You should have a top 15 recruiting class. And every single year, you should be getting one of the top five recruits in the nation because that's what Deion Sanders does. Well, you know, Tyler, the, the thing here is, and I'm sure you're going to see an envelope arrive in your mail pretty soon with his return address on it, um, give A.D. Rick George a lot of credit here. He didn't go hire some bougie search firm or anything like that. He realized, look, i got to do something to shake up my fan base, 
And he went and got the one guy that can go out and shake up your fan base yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in this situation. Now, he's going to come for some of your dollars. He's going right. to want you and the rest of the alums to, <laughs> to, to cough up some cash here uh, a little bit. But in today's environment, the AD that relies on that search firm goes and gets the safe hire. And, and, and you know, a guy maybe that gets you to five or six wins, like a Mike McIntyre. Mike McIntyre was a good football coach, great defensive mind. Um, no. But, you know, not a guy that's going to generate a Pac-12 championship for you. With SC well, you and UCLA know. leaving, too, Tyler, I mean, with, with those two teams leaving, there is an avenue now for some teams to make some headway, though, in the Pac-12 coming up. And, and Dion is a guy that can flat out do that for you. Absolutely. And you know what's funny about the money? So I don't know the specifics of Dion's deal, but it's rumored to be between 5 and $6 million with some escalators built in there. Uh, in today's college football world, that's actually not an enormous deal uh, when you've got guys that are making $9, $10 million per year, $100 million deals. But for CU, that's an enormous deal. Mm-hmm. And Rick George, the athletic director, he was asked where he got the money. You know what his answer was? Oh, well, well, to be honest, I don't have it yet. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same thing that we tell our credit card companies every month when we get the bill. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Uh, and, and the crazy part about it is that I, I don't think that Rick George is crazy. I think that he's, he's dead on it. You go get Deion Sanders, and you now get to plant money-making trees all around your mm-hmm. facility that are just going to print money. That's what they do. If Deion could get kids paid a uh, million dollars a year in NIL deals at Jackson State, he darn sure can get them paid a million dollars a year at the University of Colorado. The money's flowing in. You know, in, in today's world of social media, this is a dumb stat to follow, but in uh, and, and, and like 48 hours, Colorado social media accounts grew by 150,000 people. Uh, and, and that's, that's the, the Deion Sanders effect. I mean, you are now a, a cultural icon for kids all across the country. CU went from a program that, that we – man, I couldn't talk about CU on my radio show. Yep. Talked about. Yep. And, and Colorado is a one-sport town. It is the Denver Broncos. That's it. And, and from here on out until Deion Sanders is no longer uh, the head coach at CU – they will be the, the top story here in Colorado. Now, here, here's the big question. I'm rambling here, sorry. But here, the, the, the big question, the big fear is uh, we, we already got catfished once this offseason with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, trying, we're trying to not let our, our hopes and uh, enthusiasm get all too high uh, with, with Deion Sanders because I can't let myself get tw- uh, catfished twice in one year. Oh, that, no, that, that's an interesting <laughs> point, I, and I, I wasn't thinking about that, right, because the Denver Broncos were the talk of the town. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then, obviously, uh, they've fallen uh, short. W- one quick thing before we ask you about Russ um, and, and the Broncos and Hackett. Um, on Dion, the coach, we know he's going to be a tremendous recruiter. We know the social media, yeah. everything you just aligned. What what kind of coach do you think he's going to be? I have no idea, and I don't really care. Uh, I, I mean, seriously, I have no clue if he can coach football. I know that his Jackson State team uh, went, uh, what was it, 12-0 and this year, and they, they've only lost three or four games since he's been there. Uh, but it doesn't matter because in college football, all that matters is that you can recruit. And not only do you have to recruit kids out of high school, but you've got to recruit them every single year for for the remainder of the five next four or five years that they're in your program because they could leave Scott free in the transfer program. So uh, as long as Deion Sanders can align himself with coaches that do know what they're doing, uh, I feel great about it. But, I mean, let me give you some examples of who's going to be on the staff. He's got so much head coach experience. It's mm-hmm. insane. 
Uh, Willie Taggart, uh, you know, former FSU, FIU coach, he's mm-hmm. going to be on the staff. Tim Brewster, head coach of Minnesota, is going to be on the staff. It's rumored that Mike Zimmer, uh, old head coach of the Vikings, is going to be the defensive coordinator. Uh, Penn State head coach, uh, Sean Lewis, uh, current head coach at Kent State, well, not anymore. Uh, he's walking away from that job to become the offensive coordinator at CU. Mm-hmm. So, Dion is assembling a staff of almost all former head coaches with experience. So I don't care if Deion Sanders can coach football because the only thing that really matters is that you could you can recruit eighteen year olds. That's yeah. a, that's a great that's a great point. By the way, I'm wearing my Kent State sweatshirt right now because my daughters are freshmen at Kent State. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and they battled their asses off against uh, you know against Oklahoma and against all uh, Georgia and whatever. So that guy can coach. I know that. Yeah, I mean, so you guys, you guys are going to be okay in uh, that. That's a great point about his staff yeah. helping him out. Yeah, I was going to say, go look at the film that uh, Sean Lewis had with Dustin Crum, who I believe is on the Chiefs practice squad right now. Um, it was an electric offense that they had uh, while he was there. Speaking of electric offenses, <clears throat> um, <laughs> look, hey Tyler, you know the league. Six points a game, not good. Hey, well, we go through the same thing here. We don't score many points here right now. We just have a defense that's you know overcoming all of that. However, Nathaniel Hackett is not a newcomer at this. He's a newcomer as a head coach, but it's not like he hasn't coached with good people and coached good offense in the National Football League. Where the heck has this gone wrong between him and Russell Wilson and a team dynamic right now that looks very, very sensitive, uh, at least on the outside looking in here, Tyler? Well, it, I mean, I mean, in the big picture, it just looks like uh, the Broncos absolutely got fleeced. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was fired up. The whole city was fired up when mm-hmm. they made the trade for Russell Wilson. Uh, if you find a media member that says that he wasn't, he's probably lying to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all thought this was the greatest thing ever. And, and, and then it turns out uh, you got a limit. You, you just absolutely got a limit. How much you put that on Russ, how much you put on the head coach. I don't know. They all deserve blame. Uh, but you can't win in the NFL. You, you know, Washington is hanging on by dear life with Taylor Heineke, and he's a fun story. Uh, I, I love watching him. Uh, I, I, I totally get why he's a fan favorite. But it's not going to be easy to win games. Like, everything's got to go perfect around him. That's what the Broncos have, except for Russell Wilson's a $250 million quarterback. I mean, they've got nothing. They've got a tremendous defense uh, who's played really, really well all year long, except for they've given up four game-winning drives at the end of the game uh, four different times this year. But, I mean, they're they're averaging – I mean, the Broncos are scoring about 13 points per game, and the opponents are scoring about 16 points per game. That's what it about averages out to. So the defense is more or less doing their job. You've just got a quarterback who cannot find a rhythm. Uh, it, it, it feels like uh, he's closer to the decline than he is uh, to being great. I think that Russ still has some greatness left in him, but he, he's barely even given any flashes of that uh, this year. So, you know, there's going to be some wholesale changes in the offseason. Uh, got to get a new head coach. Right. Uh, we'll see if they get rid of the GM. Uh, and everything's so brand new. You got a brand new ownership group. It's brand new GM, brand new head coach, a brand new uh, quarterback. Well, there's only one of those that is secured, and that's your $250 million quarterback. Russ is going to be there for the next few years. Everybody else, they'll move the bodies in, they'll move them out until they find somebody they hope can make it work with Russ. I think that's a great point about not everybody expects Hackett to lose his job, but I, I don't know how many people have mentioned George Payton, so you think he could be in some trouble too, uh, not only because of the disaster, but also the new ownership. 
Well, hey, I, I was singing George Payton's praises in the offseason. Right. But, but if it, it, you went out and made, at the time, what was the biggest NFL trade in history for Russell Wilson. Now, shortly after that, there were a couple trades that are actually bigger. But it was the biggest trade in NFL history. You gave up seven co- commodities between players and draft picks. And, and, and if that doesn't work, yeah, you're responsible for that. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a great move. We all were patting him on the back, but it, we didn't make the move, right? Only mm-hmm. he's the one that could be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And and then, you, you you know, you did pass on uh, last year. You passed on Justin Fields and Mac Jones to go select Patrick Sertan, a corner, who Pat had been playing great football for the Broncos. He kind of got anointed as the next great uh, corner. Well, he's been exposed the last three weeks. Justin Fields is starting to turn it on, look like he's got something. So now now you passed on Justin Fields in the draft. You went and got a, a quarterback and Russ that you had to give up seven commodities for, and you got to pay him $250 million. So 100%, George Payton is held accountable for all those moves. Tyler, appreciate you taking some time for us. Uh, have your own great show uh, today, and uh, certainly as we get closer uh, to the play, I'll certainly have you back in, especially to discuss what is a terrific AFC side. Uh, that that thing is going to be a, a playoff uh, to die for uh, watching each and every week, one through seven. It's going to be fantastic over on the AFC side. Appreciate the time today, pal. All right, fellas, anytime. All right, Merry it. Christmas, Tyler, to you and your family. Uh, you guys are all great people. So uh, miss you out there. Miss you out here, but glad you guys are having success uh, out there. Tyler Columbus with us uh, right here on the Team 980 and the always live and free Odyssey app. Coming up, we'll have our dumb dumb of the day. Do you want to squeeze our man here on the screen? Do you want to try and get that in? Uh, why don't we why don't, why don't we take the break and then we'll Okay. Why, we can do, we do that. that. We can do that. Stay there, Paulie Dangerously. We will get to you next. Right now, Chris tells us what's trending. All right, this just in a couple of minutes ago. The Houston Texans, yeah, they're really awful. They're going back to Davis Mills this week as their starting quarterback. Against the Cowboys. Championship football move there. Yum. How fun. Oh, boy. Feel bad for Davis Mills uh, there. Meanwhile, we opened up the show uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. Anything but commanders talking about Aaron Judge and the Yankees reaching an agreement on a nine-year, $360 million deal. The Nationals land the number two overall pick in the upcoming MLB amateur draft. Meanwhile, uh, the Phillies uh, getting Taiwan Walker from the Mets. The Mets just signed and agreed to a deal with left-hander Jose Quintana. Meanwhile, the Caps back in action tonight. In Philadelphia to round out the road trip, 645, the coverage 1067, the fan. We have the Wizards in Chicago at the United Center against the Bulls right around 730. That's what's trending. You want to know why Alabama was in the playoff all the time and they have such a great reputation? 2018, all of these players were on the Alabama roster. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones, all starting now in the National Football League. It's pretty good. Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, Damian Harris. Wide receiver, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs. And the tight end, Irv Smith. All on that 2018 Alabama team. No wonder you couldn't stop them. You could have armed guards 
And that's just the offense. You could have armed guards like a guy is paying in North Philly right. to guard his gas station, and you couldn't stop him. And Deron Payne, too, right? Deron Payne, Johnny Allen, all these guys over the last eight years there at Alabama. W- w- Minka right, but Fitzpatrick. It, but it, no, but I think he was on the 18 team because he wasn't. Might have been. Dra- oh, no, no. He was drafted in 18. Okay. He was drafted in 18. That's what So that would have been before that right. team hit the right, field. Right, right, right. But think about it, though. He was on the previous team. Right. With the those 17 guys. team, sure. So, I mean, think about from like 14. To now, yeah. the talent that Nick Saban and his coaching staff have coached and more importantly developed. I mean, the developed Nick, the the Nick Tater knows what the hell he's doing. He's no he knows what he's doing in terms of recruiting, but he also knows what he's doing yeah. in terms of that. Paulie, you got sixty seconds. What's up, Paulie? We'll squeeze you in. What's up, pal? Uh, hang on. There you go, Paulie. Paulie. W man. What up? How you doing, Cub Pete? I'm good. See if you see if you get on the see if you get on the show tomorrow, Paulie. I'm gonna shut your ass down. F you, Rufio. (laughs) That sounds good. Hey, F the marketing team too, man. Y'all can go suck it, man. Look, Lawrence Day got this team. You're gonna get what you're gonna get. You you might get a little little, a little a little bump up because it's Sunday night football. You know what I mean? Big game and all that. But it, it is going to be what it's going to be until Dan is gone, man. You know, I really didn't have anything other to say other than F you, Rufio. Paulie, have a great day, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Paulie. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not allowed to say that to somebody, am I? It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Menders. How about I just annoy Polly as the dumb dumb of the day, huh? How about that? <laughs> How about that? All right, here we go. <clears throat> Date one. Well, you know. Florida. Shocker. Back to this well again. It's been a while. A Florida man mm. went on a deranged rampage in front of families, young children. And ultimately ending up in front of a church and ruining a nativity scene in a quiet neighborhood, as it's described, in Clearwater, Florida. How did he do that, Chris? Well, you see, he wound up at Northwood Presbyterian Church because he was running away from an adult who confronted him, who was part of a group. A group of suspects, uh, of, of, of uh, spectators, not suspects, sorry, spectators, which included a child, which watched the man, Chad Mason, if you could call him a man, 36 years old. <clears throat> um, well, he had sex with a friend's labradoodle in front of the group in full view of the spectators. What? Including the child. This according to Fox 13 in Tampa. So I'm not making this up. Yes. So apparently he, I don't know how he got access to the dog. He was confronted outside of the apartment complex in front of the spectators who saw him having sexual relations with a Labradoodle. Then he ran away after being confronted and wound up destroying a nativity scene in front of Northwood Presbyterian Church. He toppled the scene and smashed several potted plants that had been out pulled out for display. Then he destroyed a mailbox 
Then, just as if this wasn't bad enough, and, and, and I'm trying to get the mental image out of my head about what he did to the board dog. I, I don't mean to gross anybody out. It's horrible. <laughs> but whatever. It needs to be called out. He then tried to steal a car to make a getaway. <laughs> and is now facing lewd exhibition charges, criminal mischief mm. at a place of worship, and somehow, some way, guess what happened to Chad Mason? Want to take a guess? Uh, I hope a Rottweiler bit him. Uh, unfortunately, no. He was bonded out of jail. Oh. Who the hell would go save that guy? So for that, I'm going to not only throw Chad Mason, but also our justice for criminal system under the radar. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum dumb of the day. Couple of notes on the way out. Yankees first team ever with three players on $300 million contracts at one time. Louisville finalizing a deal with not Jay Gruden, but Jeff Brom. Oh. Who probably should have gotten the job but didn't want it when Scott Satterfield took it. Right. But it looks like, according to Pat Forty, that Louisville finalizing a deal with Jeff Brom, the Purdue coach. And so former that, Cardinal quarterback. So that means the Purdue job will be open. That's a pretty decent job, right? Uh, yeah. In the Big Ten West. A wide open Big Ten West, which gives you a chance to be successful as soon as possible. I'm headed to Morgantown. Navy on the road tonight at West Virginia. You can catch it on the Odyssey app. Just search Navy basketball. And, of course, I will join Rufio on Friday. He and I will be in Philadelphia for Army-Navy Radio Row. Can't wait. 9 o'clock on Friday morning. That means you're all stuck with me for at least two and a half hours tomorrow. I'm Pete sure. Will, Pete, Pete will join us for a little bit, but two and no a half hours of me. There's no question in my mind Paulie <laughs> and Chris in Hyattsville will call you tomorrow as well as Jeff <laughs> in Vienna. For Maddie, for Chris, I'm Pete Burgundy and Gold. Today is next right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.